the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I'm the minister with the North Valley Church of Christ. Uh, I want to start this program off by, again, focusing, or, or, or I want you to try to get online when you get home out of your cars, or if you are home, to go to our website, www.nvcoc.net, and you can find out all kinds of things about our home congregation here in Cave Creek. And if you click on the radio mic there, it'll take you to uh, the blog site where they keep all of our programs here. Now, it doesn't actually give titles or description, but that is coming. And uh, very soon in the future, hopefully in January, maybe the beginning of February, we're going to open up a new website that will have all of our audio on there for the radio program, the sermons I preach on Sunday morning, as well as starting to post some videos of studies that I'm doing here in my office if you need video. Uh, some people uh, say, tell me they work better like that. Well, Thanksgiving is over, and now we're getting ourselves ready for Christmas. Some of you started a little early. My kids are super excited. We already put up our Christmas tree, and things are looking great. And um, to be honest with you, I'm, well, no, I'll, I'll get into all that later. I want us to dive into what I want to talk about this afternoon from Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53, there in verses 10, 11, and 12, it says, But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, it was a retirement dinner, and the speaker stood up and began to make remarks about the man they were honoring that evening. He opened up with these words, quote, Tonight we honor a man who doesn't know the meaning of the word disassemble, who doesn't know the meaning of the word fear, who does not know the meaning of the word quit. So we've all chipped in together and we bought him this dictionary. <laughs> you know, one phrase in the passage we just looked at here in Isaiah 53, one of these phrases caught my eye in this text, and that was in verse 11. 
As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, and he will bear their iniquities. By his knowledge, he will justify the many. I got to thinking about knowledge. And I was thinking about that, you know, in the United States, knowledge is highly valued, is it not? As a U.S. citizen, if you look hard enough, you you can't find a magazine, a book, or, or I'm sorry, you can find a magazine or a book on, or on practically, practically any topic. You can get online and find the answer for anything. One of the things me and a lot of my friends talk about, if you don't know it, find it on YouTube and watch a video. Everyone makes video. I love YouTube. That's how I fix my car. I'm serious. And it works. Boy, they, I find the exact year, make, and model of someone who's had the same issue, and they blessed me by going through that whole thing with the, their video camera or their phone camera, and they post that on YouTube. Man, I, I'm so thankful for them. They've helped me save hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. And I appreciate all that I, I've discovered there, how much that knowledge has helped me. We hold all that knowledge, we have all this knowledge out there, and we hold it in our nation's public libraries, college libraries, the Library of Congress. And if you can't get the information you want quickly enough, there's the Internet, as we were just saying. People know how to utilize all this knowledge, or to help people, I should say, utilize all this knowledge. We have public schools, charter schools, private schools, universities, tech colleges, every state in our union. Knowledge is highly prized. And apparently, God also considers knowledge highly valuable also. In the Proverbs, we find this. The lips of the wise spread knowledge. The discerning heart seeks knowledge. Wise men store up knowledge. And revise to choose knowledge rather than choice gold. Knowledge is highly prized throughout scripture. <clears throat> but not all knowledge is good. Paul tells Timothy, O Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge. And Titus is told some of the kinds of knowledge to be avoided. He says there in Titus 3.9, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. Not all knowledge is good knowledge. In fact, the very first time the word knowledge shows up in Scripture is in Genesis. You know what it is? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The first mention of knowledge in the Bible refers to a knowledge that God did not want his people to have. He told Adam and Eve there in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die. Not all knowledge is good knowledge. 
And when Eve ate of that tree and gave of its fruit to Adam, not the apple, but its fruit, and he ate, the result of that kind of knowledge led to sin, which in turn led to guilt, shame, separation from God. It led to conflict, poverty, homelessness, fault-finding, fear, and death. That kind of knowledge, not just of what was good, but also of what was evil, led to pain and despair and hopelessness in a world that had been pure and undefiled, blessed by God. And you might say, well, then, why on earth did God ever put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden to begin with? That's a good question. I remember when I was a kid, I always thought about that and wondered, why in the world would God put that tree in the garden? Shouldn't he just let it out of there and then none of this would have ever happened? God wanted Adam and Eve to have a choice. God has always given people a choice in life. A choice as to whether or not to obey him. A choice as to whether or not they would live for him. A choice to follow that which is right or that which is wrong. A choice as to whether or not to accept his kind of knowledge in their lives. Choice is one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given mankind. <coughs> Sorry for the coughing. Victor Frankel lived for years in a concentration camp, and he made this observation. We who have lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient, uh, sufficient proof that everything can be taken from man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. To choose one's own way. The ability to choose is what makes us what we are. And so God has always given people the right to choose. He gives us the right to choose because he loves us. And he wants us to obey him because he because he wants us to obey him because we want to obey him, because we love him. And so God has given us the power of choice, just as he gave Adam and Eve the power to choose. And it was that choice, it was that knowledge that they gained from that tree that brought condemnation. It was that knowledge gained from that tree that separated them, separated us from God the Father. It was that knowledge gained from that tree that brought sin and death into our world. As Romans 5.12 tells us, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. But just as God loved us so much that he gave us the ability to choose, he also loved us too much to allow us to be destroyed because of the choice that Adam and Eve made so long ago. They 
chose a knowledge that brought sin and death into this world. And so God chose to send His Son, <coughs> Jesus Christ. And God declared that there in 50, Isaiah 53, verse 11, By His knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Now, I think at this point, hopefully, you see that verse a little clearer. It was knowledge gained from the tree in the Garden of Eden that brought us condemnation. But it was knowledge gained from the one on the tree at Calvary that brought us salvation. In one man, all died. That's Adam. Because in Adam was the seed of all the earth. And in one man, all will live. But you have to be in him. In Christ. How do you get in there? Well, we're going to get to that as we get closer to the end. Paul wrote in Romans 5.18, So then... Through one transgression, that's Adam's choice, through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to all men. Even so, through one act of righteousness, Christ's death on the cross, there resulted justification of life to all men. Adam made a choice that brought us into a world of sin and condemnation. And in response, God made a choice. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my righteous servant. And by his knowledge... I will justify my people. By knowing him, my people will be, will be made right again. By knowing him, my people will be justified. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16 tells us, Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. <coughs> I'm sorry for the coughing. I just can't shake it. Uh, I also want us to look at what Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do, you, or do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified by knowing you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Awesome. You have the privilege of being saved, the chance to be justified, but only if you make a choice, a choice to know Jesus the Christ. How do you do that? How do you get to know Jesus? Well, it's a lot like dating, right? It is. It really is. Couples go through a dating ritual. 
It's not like the rituals of animals that you see on the Animal Channel or Animal Planet where animals preen and strut to show themselves off. Our dating ritual has to do with getting to know one another. We sit down and talk with our date to try to find out what they like to do, what movies they like, what makes them sad or happy. In essence, dating is all about getting to know the other person, finding out what they know or think about you. The hopeful result of the dating ritual is to find someone with whom you can ultimately become married to and become intimate with. You know, when I met my wife, I was actually, it's a very interesting long story, I won't go through the whole thing, but I uh, uh, first met her, it was online. I was uh, off to war in Afghanistan, I was receiving emails of encouragement, and I got one from this girl, I, think, I believe it was on January the 4th, Man, I think it was 05 or 04. <coughs> and um, it was on January 4th, and I responded back to her. And we still have the emails. And, I mean, pages and pages worth of one, in one email. And we had hundreds of emails my whole time in Afghanistan. I, we got to know one another intimately. We knew each other. When I got back, I met her. I met her family, and it wasn't too long after that. I married her. Still married to her today. Got four kids. Because I got to know her. She got to know me. And so also it is with getting to know Jesus. First, you had to get to know who Jesus is. You had to know and accept that Jesus was who he said he was, the Son of God. I think everyone out there listening to this program today knows that. I think you know and understand that. Others in this world may know Jesus as a good teacher or, or know him as a good, nice man who died on a cross, but you can't really know Jesus until you believe that he is the Son of God and understand what that means. Number two, you have to know what Jesus thinks of you. Oh, that's right. That you are what he says you are, a sinner in need of his forgiveness. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. You can't know Jesus until you believe that you really need what he is offering. And third, you must decide that you want to walk with him. It's hard. It's hard to have a lasting relationship with someone if you want to go one way and they want to go another. That will tear you apart. In order to be justified by the knowledge of Jesus, you need to decide to stop going your own way and to determine to go his. That's what is known as repentance. That is, that is to turn away from your old way of life and turn toward God. Paul said, repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. Acts 26.20. What does that mean? Uh, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. If you're living the homosexual lifestyle, you stop doing that. If you're in an adulterous marriage, guess what? That's hard to accept, I know. But you stop doing that. You stop. Number four, 
You must decide that Jesus is to be the Lord and Master of your life. You must decide that you don't just want to know Him casually. You want to be involved. You want you want Him, I should say, to be involved in every area of your life. You want Him to have total control of what you are and what you expect to be. <coughs> and lastly, you must seek to be intimate with Him. God has designed a very special way for you and I to do that. You must decide that what to you must decide that what to know Him or that you want to know Him in His death, His burial, and His resurrection. You have to choose to accept the gift He's given to you. Choose to be justified by knowing Him. Choose by believing in Him. Accepting your sinfulness and His forgiveness. Determined to turn away from your past and live for Him. And allow yourself to be buried in the waters of Christian baptism. Never forget the Adam and the Christ uh, explanation. In Adam, all died. In Adam, Adam, before you were ever born, when Adam partook of that, that fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we all died there, spiritually. We had no choice, because we were there in his loins. Not born yet, but we, we took part of it. We were there. In Christ, we can have life. But you have to be in Christ. You've got to be part of this new creation that God made in Him, into one new man. Christ is the head, the church is the body. And in order to get into that body, you've got to die and be raised up into a new life in Him. God will put you in Him. But you died. And it's no longer you in control. It's no longer your spirit. It's the spirit of Christ in you. But you can't get there. Your spirit won't die until you are baptized. Buried in that watery grave, raised into that new life. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to speak with a man who was dying of cancer. We talked and we prayed and I spoke to him of Jesus, but he refused. He did not want to know Jesus. He didn't want God to forgive him. So he died. And he never knew Jesus. By contrast, years ago, another man named Kevin had been coming to a worship service on a regular basis. This was in another congregation, not with me. He would hear the messages from the pulpit. He would struggle with what to do. And when the invitation was given, he would grasp the chair in front of him until his knuckles turned white. For weeks, he went on like this, until one Sunday, he did come forward and chose to know Jesus, chose to accept he needed to change. And he was buried with Christ and raised up as a new creature. Both these men made choices. One to know Jesus, one to reject that knowledge. What choice did you make? A lot of people have a knowledge of Christ. But what have they done with that knowledge? Did they properly apply it to their lives? 
or they only pick out the bits and pieces they want to have? What do you do with passages like 1 Peter 3.21 that says, Baptism does now also save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. The water does not save you. And you know that? Your act and the work of that act does not save you. God does. But what God expects of us is obedience. And an obedient faith that will do what he told us to do. Hear the word. To believe. Confess Jesus as Christ, his son. Repent of our sins. To be baptized and to walk a faithful Christian life. Have you done that? Think about that. Thanksgiving has passed, but we should always be thankful. Christmas is coming. Hopefully your thoughts are turning to the birth of Christ, but you know our thoughts should always be turned to Christ. Here at the North Valley Church of Christ, we celebrate the the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ every single Sunday because he commanded it. That's what he expected of us. We saw it in his apostles. If you want to know more about that, if you want to know more about the truth and what the Bible teaches, come on up here at the North Valley Church of Christ. We're at 5413 East Desert Vista Trail, Cape Creek, Arizona. You can look us up online on the, on the, the maps the North Valley Church of Christ. Come find us. Meet with us. We Sunday mornings we meet at Bible class at 9.30. The sermon's at 10.30. Evening service on Sundays at 5. And we have a Wednesday study at 7 o'clock. We encourage you to be here and to be part of this uh, worship service and our studies of God's Word together. Thank you again for being here with us. Have a wonderful day. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Every nation bring the message out. Sending up to sweep away till Shaddam the better day. Bring it out. Bring it out. Bring it out. Bring it out. Till the sinful world be one for Jehovah's mighty son. Bring it out. Bring it out. Bring it out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.